0: Hey, I'm John Luke. I'm so glad to be on the podcast this week. Can't wait to interview my friend Chris McCarney. We met two years ago and we haven't talked in a long time. So I think we're gonna have a really good conversation. Chris McCarney is a worship leader, songwriter. He's part of Jesus Culture. He's done a lot of amazing things. So we're going to talk about all that and who knows what else. Honestly, it could go any direction.
1: How are you? I'm doing amazing. How are you doing? Good. So good. So it's I been... I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Two years since we've talked. Something like at that. At least. Yeah, yeah. At least. At least.
1: And and that was like the most fun tour ever. <laughs> I distinctly remember you dressing up like Waldo uh-huh. uh, during Q&A time. <laughs> yeah. So we and I first... dressed up like a dinosaur. <laughs>
0: there was yeah the the amount of costumes that we that we went through <laughs> in 24 days like I don't even know we didn't even have time to get them they just kept like showing up right <laughs> Waldo costumes there was a bear at some point
1: I just kept telling my wife to order costumes off Amazon <laughs> and every every weekend when we go home for a couple of days I'd get uh. new costumes. <laughs>
0: So funny. So okay, so we met for the audience here. So we met at Live Original Tour. I guess that
1: was three years ago. Gosh, yeah. And And then I did one stint on the next tour. So we got to hang right. out for mm-hmm. like one weekend. Right. Right. Um man, such
0: good times. Cause that was <laughs> and I learned I feel like I learned a lot from you because I hadn't really, you know, been on tour. And so you were. I felt like you were like my, like mentor, friend. Yeah, your fellow seven on tour. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, fellow seven. How much? Yeah, how many hours we we spent talking about the enneagram?
1: (laughs) So many. Well, I think it's because sevens are just innately super proud of being sevens. Yeah. So whenever we find another one, we're like, let's talk about how cool we are. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the whole talk because everyone was like, we want to be sevens. We want to be sevens. We're like, no, it's not. We're not yeah. saying sevens is the best number or just don't want to be anything it- else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: But all then we... the other numbers are great. I uh-huh. love all the other numbers. Uh-huh, yeah. Except yeah. for eights, because they're mean.
0: Uh-huh, yeah. I don't
1: like eights. They're yeah. mean. Well, we bonded
0: <laughs> over our avoidance of eights. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> our our love of twos and avoidance of eights.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I love, I actually love nines, too. They're always a good hang.
0: Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. So there's good audiences. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's what he said. Every, because that's what we found. Like, everyone's to be a seven until, you know, we just self destruct.
1: Oh, yeah. I yeah, mean,
0: because, yeah. like, you do so good. And then you, we, you know, we, once we hit that candy
1: and uh,
0: sugar, sweets, cookies. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, we would just
1: destroy some sweets. <laughs> oh, man. Remember, I think we got the largest candy bar you can buy didn't we buy the biggest Snickers bar ever at a gas station
0: yeah oh yeah it it
1: was massive I mean we're talking like it was long like actually
0: the size of my arm yes like legitimately like a log of Snickers bar (laughs) (laughs) that we went through in like two nights probably
1: yeah maybe not even that yeah maybe not even that
0: (laughs) We started to, like, cut it up, but then it was, like, the knife... It was too, like, tough for the knife to cut into pieces, so then we started just, like... Just shoving it into our
1: mouths. (laughs) 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 Oh, Oh, my gosh. So, So what does it look like for you when you hit that wall? Like, what happens?
0: So... Like, I
1: know what happens to me, but... Yeah. Fellow seven to seven.
0: Well, it, like... Sevens is, like, you have that high energy... And then it just gets like so. It just is like the fun just builds and builds and builds and builds. And then you just like consume. And then you hit that like delirious stage of just like Mm -hmm. everything's funny and you just have no clue what's going on at that point. And then it's, and then all of a sudden it's just, just black. You just eventually we would just sneak away. And I think that's the move of a seven, too. It's like you go and then you just. Just Back out, slip into your buck, and yeah. just call it a day. Because <laughs> there, there's there's yeah. no there's no starts or stops. It just
1: no, it's just fun, uh-huh. as much fun as you can handle. And then you're like, I need to rest. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My let's... big thing is when 2020 hit.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. I actually, I had never experienced that kind of like n- not hanging out with anybody ever thing. Yeah. And it, like, I I actually had a panic attack and I just didn't know what it was. I yeah. thought I was dying. I ended up at <laughs> the hospital. Yeah. And it was only because never in my life had I experienced, like, that kind of, like, trauma of not being around people. Yeah. I just missed it. Did you, how did, how did 2020 do for you like
0: that? Um. Yeah, it was wild. Like, we... Once it started in March, like, Kid and I, we were totally quarantined. But once May hit, we, um, we still thought we were going to have camp. And so we brought in our full staff oh, no. to camp. And uh, so we had, we started, Ugh. like, 50 college kids. We did COVID tests, like, every two weeks. And someone in our staff got COVID. So we had to shut oh, down no. for the month of uh, July. And... But so we were all exposed, so we had to stay at camp. So we we spent five weeks, Mary Kate and I, twenty-five college kids, and our two seven year old cooks just at camp quarantined just us every day.
1: Wow. So Was it fun?
0: Yeah, the it first It kinda week- sounds
1: fun. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Oh, well, so we had all the food That we were gonna give the campers, and we had all like the theme nights, party decorations, everything like that. (laughs) So we had full out themed parties just with us every night. But then, like, first week, we were like doing that, staying up late. And then, like, second week, it was like, started going to bed a little earlier, sleeping in. And then, like, (laughs) but still, like, everyone's excited. Then, like, third week, it was like, all right like we're starting to <laughs> start to get to know each other and then like by the fifth week it was like a ghost town like we would like we all oh had our gosh. little spaces that we were like, routine. <laughs> <laughs> um, like we know each you went other too hard, way too, quick. too we know each other way too well at this point
1: oh dude <laughs> oh was man that's the worst for guys like us that uh-huh. are cool the whole way through. Uh-huh. But when everybody starts fighting at like week two, uh-huh. it's like, oh no. Yeah.
0: But we got so many things to, like, we film podcasts, videos, we fix things. Amazing. Like we, any project that we could think of, we just like did it, which was that That's was a lot awesome. of fun. Yeah.
1: Then this year, are you able to do camp?
0: Yeah, so we're doing camp right now, full swing. It's awesome, dude. Yeah.
1: Is that where you're at right now, or are you at camp?
0: Yeah, I just left a hundred five year olds to come here and talk, talk
1: to you right now. Real.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> dude, it's crazy. It's so much fun. So much fun. What? Um. Yeah. What? What was that like? Like, cause you were really. Did you do like the really quarantine thing and. Like, what was it like? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, actually, my daughter got uh, COVID like the week it showed up in the U.S. She yeah. was on a trip to New York on a school trip. Mm-hmm. And so, her teacher got sick and then she got sick. Uh, but they wouldn't even test people back then. They were, yeah. they were like, uh, only bring in old people. We don't have enough tests. And, uh-huh. um, so, they basically made us stay in our house. Yeah. and not talk to anybody people had to drop stuff off at our yeah. door and we did that for three weeks or 21 days or something that was still mm-hmm. back when they were like i don't know how long it lasts just yeah. stay awake yeah um so we did that and then we did we actually did a really good job uh with church and everything mm-hmm. i just we live real close to church i'd walk yeah. over to church and we'd cool. record uh services and yeah um, But it was just killing me slowly because you couldn't hang out afterwards. Mm-hmm. It were like, yeah, like it, like I would get to see people for an hour at a time or two hours at a time, and uh-huh. I just have too many stories to fill up only one or two hours. Uh huh. Especially yeah, what, when you're trying to worship and stuff.
0: How did you fill the rest of your time? Like, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> <You> have... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um. I get I get real bad if I get bored I'll uh-huh. go into like just play games on my phone all day mm-hmm. or just watch TV and I could do that like indefinitely yeah. I feel like it's how I maintain sanity uh-huh. but everything around me is crumbling my wife's mad I don't I seem to not care about anything
0: uh-huh. and I'm
1: like I'm just trying to survive babe <laughs> playing. <laughs> playing stupid games on my phone
0: it's like going into hibernation mode it's like you can't oh, yeah. you just have to turn it off until you can turn it back on
1: <laughs> yeah
0: that's so funny oh gosh um uh, yeah what uh What? there's had to be
1: some new hobbies you picked up all right so my biggest one is i started researching watches like nice watches yeah Right? But I'm I'm too poor to buy nice watches. Mm-hmm. So I just started buying these Casios. Yeah. And I like them they're, they're like so cheap though. Uh, but one sec. I'll, I'll show you. Yeah, bring it. So I got this G-Shock. It's it's like a $100 watch. Uh-huh. But then I spent another $100 on a fake uh AP <laughs> bracelet so it looks <laughs> It looks expensive, but it's really just a G shot. That's, <laughs>
0: that's so funny. Okay, so let's let's get into our question. Let's get into our question of the podcast. The whole thing. around, okay. Whoa, that's good. What is the best advice
1: you have ever received? Oh, the best advice. Gosh, that's a hard one. I think. Like, ultimately, the one piece of advice that I've stuck with and held yeah. on to, and I feel like it's done the most good for me, mm-hmm. is somebody said, you you really can't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. If you want to be doing, if you want to be in worship, like, especially what we do is so, I mean, we're leading people into a deeper connection with God. Like, yeah. it's it's not just singing songs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I had a buddy tell me real early on cause I was getting real nervous and mm-hmm. I'd cry after I sang because, Oh, I messed up. Yeah, And he just kept saying, dude, you can't take yourself too seriously. And I, for some reason it stuck. I heard it when he said it and I just started like embracing the fact that I mess up. Yeah. So this past, even this past week, I had the most hysterical flaw, <laughs> Uh, on stage, like uh-huh. I failed so hard, I was just like trying to hit a note that I shouldn't shouldn't have even tried for. Yeah, and uh, I was the first one to post it online. I was like, everybody needs to see how stupid this is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that's my biggest advice: It's just don't take yourself too seriously. You don't get angry as much. Mm-hmm. You don't stress out as much. Yeah, you're not crying as much because you're messed up or mm-hmm. I mean. That's awesome, uh, but that's kind of a seventh superpower as well. Yeah, where we're we can reframe anything. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> well, I think
0: that's it's so good and it's so important, especially in like a ministry job when it's really not about us at all, like leading right. worship or like anything, any way that we're leading someone to to Christ is there's it's nothing that we're actually doing; it's only Christ working through right. us. So, there's no reason <clears throat> for us to even get mad or get upset or whatever. It's like... Right. It it might be a cop-out, but... It just is what it is. I'm just trusting Jesus. (laughs) Like, you're just... Hey, I'm just here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But that's real. That's how I feel like Uh I've tried to live my life. It's just... And I I think we talked about it on the road, but Mm -hmm. the whole way I got into music was I was trying to get a record deal Mm -hmm. and got one, and then I felt like God said, don't take it. So then... That started this journey where I got into helping the poor and then accidentally got back into music. Like our sound guy posted the uh worship from the church service I was leading at on MySpace and then wow. Jesus Culture recorded <laughs> songs that I'd written. It just kinda happened. Yeah. Uh but yeah. Oh,
0: man, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you feel like do you feel like since you heard that advice like has there been times you felt like you really leaned on it and times you felt like you've been doing really good, like not taking yourself seriously?
1: Oh yeah. I really, I really got good at that. I don't even think about it anymore. I just don't ever take myself seriously. And you know, we've hung out like I'll take, like I take God things seriously. I Mm -hmm. take people seriously, but I don't take myself seriously. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I really, I don't feel like I have a hard time doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. I did when I was young, though. Yeah. I mean, it's not an easy thing to get over. Yeah. Especially when you're living your Christian life on stage. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not like I'm just singing to God at my house by myself, but I do it in front of people. So yeah. I'm always making these like tiny adjustments to seem cooler to them. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, I mean... I got to get rid of all that because yeah. <laughs> that's not helpful to the cause.
0: Yeah, no, that's so good. Well, I, I ask you that because I think about, you know, I'm I'm at camp and I've got, you know, college staff. And, you know, that's a real struggle for them. And thinking like, am I saying the right things to these kids? Or like, am I right. leading them in the right way? And I think that that's something so important, I think, that you're speaking into of like, you got to make a lot of mistakes before you get oh, yeah. there and that's totally fine
1: like, yeah
0: ideal honestly. well and
1: <laughs> yeah and and the fact that nothing teaches you quicker than a mistake mm-hmm. uh i am a huge fan of giving people space to make big mistakes and honestly i don't like especially in worship world there there's not a lot of downside unless mm-hmm. you're doing something like horribly Like uh, morally wrong, then I just can't see how you leading the wrong song or saying something stupid in between songs would ever really impact the grand scheme of the kingdom. Right. So that like being able to make mistakes and to just own them and be okay with it and it doesn't define you, you're not going to carry that for the rest of your life. I think that's what I've kind of and. For those that are willing to make mistakes, uh, especially if you're on my end where you're leading worship and the whole thing train wrecks and you're just like, oh, let's start over. When you do that, the crowd is with you like 1 million percent. Yeah. In fact, I promise you it helps them worship better because now all of a sudden they're not thinking about the performance of it. Mm -hmm. It's like clearly this guy's not putting on a performance (laughs) because – he, he should have practiced if he was. <laughs> uh, so I, I think it takes all of that weird energy out of the room anyway. So in yeah. that aspect, I kind of don't mind playing the fool a little bit, like just being goofy on stage just so that people kind of like loosen up, yeah. just really enter into worship.
0: Yeah, I, there's an honesty that comes with that because you're exactly right. It takes people from thinking about like, this is a performance so like, oh, that's a real person also trying to worship God the best way he can He can do it. And, yeah. you, and they can better be led in worship in that way.
1: With Kizik Hands Free
0: Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Uh, one thing I was, and I was thinking about when you were saying that, like you have to make a lot of mistakes and you have to own it because every once in a while, if it works out, it could be really cool and I, oh yeah and what you were saying about like being you know as long as you're not making moral mistakes it's you're taking risks in the best way and i mean you look at the bible and like those guys are taking risks left or right and when it worked out it was super cool and like that high note you right you said <clears> you missed <throat> the other day if you would have hit it
1: <laughs> it would have been epic <laughs> it would
0: have been epic
1: <laughs> <laughs> And but that's, it, like, that's like the weird part about people that come to church is – or that lead a church sometimes is like we love sports. For what reason? It's the not knowing how it's going to work out. It's the yeah. – like the, the unknown of it is why we watch sports. If we knew who was going to win, it would be stupid. Yeah. So in the same way, we love it in a movie. Someone takes a risk. There's no story if people don't risk. Yeah. And and we're, so we love this. Like, this is all we consume as humans is other people's risk. Like, oh, I want to watch that movie where he risks. Uh-huh. And I think we need to make that switch from enjoying watching other people risk yeah. to just whatever people are doing, just take the risk, see what happens. Because at the end of the day, I mean, if you work in a bank and you take the risk of like, making a joke with someone that walks in, uh, it's out of your comfort zone. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. So I think people need to take more risk, have more fun. Yeah. Just see what the day brings and maybe not organize everything to the second.
0: (laughs) Especially in Christianity when we have the best safety net around. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like what is it? What do you like? Why? What is even this life when we
1: have Christ? (laughs) <laughs> it's this yeah it's uh it's well and and all the people in the Bible it's like like uh in the hobbit it's out of the frying pan and into the fire like over yeah. and over but it's the story of redemption mm-hmm. it's that yeah and Jesus says there will be trials it's like yeah. this stuff happens and mm-hmm. it's how we navigate it that determines you know what happens on the other side of it and taking yeah. risk and just failing every now and then Mm -hmm. getting back up like that's the human experience Mm -hmm. there's nobody else perfect but we all think we need to be i don't know
0: (laughs) no you're right you're right and god's kind of whole thing is redemption so right like why do we expect not to be (laughs) redeemed when we (laughs) fail like that's kind of the whole thing right (laughs) that's the whole
1: point (laughs) right exactly
0: And I think another point that we can talk about too is allowing other people to fail well and encouraging them in that,
1: you know? Well, and to, to like help them when they do fail. Mm -hmm. And that's why we like, I almost co-lead with someone every time I lead. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, they got my back if I mess up and I got their back. And I don't know, we bring in new people. I'm always like, Hey, like, just go for it. Let's see what happens. Mess <laughs> up if you need to. Yeah. I mean, it genuinely doesn't hurt the church if somebody sings a bad note on Sunday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so <clears throat> funny. I think the balance in that, and you can kind of talk about this too, The what's the balance of, you know, not taking yourself too seriously, letting the Spirit lead, but also, you know, trying to do things with excellence?
1: Oh, for sure. Um well, obviously th- I, we're able to do stuff like that because we've practiced for forever. so um it, like we have the safety net of I I am gonna play the right chords with my hands because they just do that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to think about it. So I, I like in some ways the excellence isn't in the moment of taking a risk like the the excellent, Part isn't in when uh at the olympics in a few weeks when they all line up on the starting line that's not where the excellence happens yeah the excellence happens in them running all the time and yeah. so i think if you're committed if you've committed your time and life to taking energy and thought learning an instrument well learning the craft of uh, songwriting or worship leading or carpentry or anything in the world. Then, on the back end of that, uh, the when you're actually doing it, I don't think you need to be thinking about the excellent part as much as you should be thinking about like, let's make it genuine and real. Yeah. I don't know.
0: <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's it's right there. I heard the uh, I heard a quote the other day from a pastor. It it hit me so hard. It was about wake praying in the morning, and like Bible reading in the morning because I'm. The worst morning person ever. Oh yeah, me too. And me too. <laughs> and one thing he said, he said was, "Discipline is not waking up early; it's going to bed early." And I was like, "God, that hit yeah. me. That hit me." Yeah, like, no. How can I? I? And I think that's the same point. The excellence is not like the waking up. The wake. The excellence yeah. is the discipline of going to sleep, and that's the same kind of idea. as like we we that's think of cool. the big moments as. Like this is the moment where Christ shines, but it's really in all of the background. Yeah, that Christ works. That's a
1: really good. I like that. Can I steal it? Yeah. Well, you stole it from another guy. Yeah. So I'll steal it from you. It'll be fine.
0: I want to say that was (laughs) JP Pecuda who said that.
1: Uh, don't tell me that because I'm just stealing it anyway. Good. Yeah. I don't want to know who, who's no going to be mad at me. I have no idea. I really
0: don't. I just, that's <laughs> the first name that came to my mind. So,
1: <laughs> Dude, that's actually super cool though. I love that discipline is going to bed because it really is. Yeah. Dude, I went to New York last week uh-huh. with, uh, with another worship leader friend. We were writing songs yeah. and they got us the tiniest hotel room. And it was me and him sharing this tiny, tiny hotel room with two twin size beds, side by side, Mm -hmm. sharing this tiny hotel room. And we stayed up till 4 or 5 a.m. every day, talking like little kids at church camp, like the five-year-olds you just left, what Uh they're doing, laying in bed, trying to be quiet, (laughs) just giggling. We did that for three nights straight. (laughs) What time, you would have loved it that was,
0: that's yeah that's ideal what time do y'all wake up in the morning
1: oh in the like afternoon 10? yeah yeah i wish it was afternoon we had to actually be responsible uh-huh
0: that yeah, well i live at church camp and so that's me every night yeah
1: <laughs> it's like uh, I, I need to come visit
0: I tell the council. I want to come visit church camp. oh you gotta come I tell the council well I I like do this whole thing at the beginning they're all gonna watch this later and be like this is what he does every night we uh
1: <laughs> I give them this whole speech about
0: going to bed and like going to sleep and not staying up and then like I like 11.15 lights out like they gotta be in bed there 11.15 yeah. they hit the cabins I we me <laughs> We turn up the music in the staff room and just, like, we did, like, 15-minute dance party, and then, we like, we go into our conversation. I, I don't think I've been to bed it's before one since May, so.
1: Amazing. What time do you have to wake up?
0: Um, well... Eight, breakfast is at 8.15, depending on the week, between, depending on the week, yeah. but 8.15 is when I try to But
1: count. you don't eat breakfast, do you? No. <laughs> no. You just wake up in time to be where you're supposed to go so people won't be mad at you. Uh-huh, yeah. That's, that's when I choose to wake up. Uh-huh.
0: Well, that's the thing, too. Like, I take a shower, I put my clothes on before I get in bed, so then I just, I'm just from the time my eyes open to the time I'm supposed to be somewhere I only need like 45 seconds <laughs> so
1: <laughs> dude i love i am living the same life we bought a house like a block from church uh-huh. literally it's right outside my house <laughs> And so I wake up at the time sound check's supposed to happen, <laughs> yes. brush my teeth, and I'm making to church five minutes late. Uh-huh. Nobody ever says anything. <laughs> I, I'm living my best life. That's the life. <laughs>
0: That's the life. That's the thing about life is like, how can you? You there's a lot of things in life you have to sacrifice, but it's setting up your life in a way that you can like enjoy yeah. it, like it, that you can do that, yeah. like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to
0: move five. I can move in walking distance. That way I can do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And now, like, you know, uh, you're probably a lot more responsible now. But as a seven, when you were younger, we like to, like, double book things. We liked, oh, like yeah. to, <clears throat> like, completely forget about things or end up in the other side of the world <laughs> when you were supposed to have lunch with someone. Yes. So I that. This living so close to church takes like 90% of that pressure away. Because when I get the text that says, hey, man, where are you? I'm like, I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm there like a minute later.
0: Uh, <laughs> and they're like, oh, he's totally was on his way. <laughs> yeah. Just and, and for you, it's yep. even easier. You wear the same outfit every day. So it's not like you got to choose I that. I do, wear
1: the same thing every day. <laughs> it's so much easier life is so much easier Uh you wear the same clothes every day you just make sure you're clean Uh and dressed and out the door (laughs) that's
0: my setup at 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 camp geoka because i've got so every my whole day is so scheduled and like we wear the same clothes every like you know we have like things that so the campers can identify us so like I don't, have to think about, I don't have to think about what I do, where I go, what clothing I want to wear. I just wake up and just <laughs> and just follow the schedule, and then it just ends. <laughs> well, then the schedule <laughs> runs out at 11-15, and then I just go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you just released the new song, Speak to the Mountains. So let's just talk about that <clears> process <throat> then, too. Like, what led you to write that? How long has it been in the works?
1: Oh, dude. Um, so at the beginning of 2020, uh, we had a little riding camp uh, just with church people from around the U.S., mostly churches. It wasn't like a cool hip camp, but uh, there were a lot of cool people there. It just wasn't the typical Nashville, like, cool kids club. Mm-hmm. But um, we sat down and wrote this song. The whole goal was to – I don't know a nice way to say it. I just wanted a song – that was like a big middle finger song to the devil. Like this year sucks. (laughs) Just a song that's like, no. And, and we sat down, I kind of had that vision for where I wanted the song to go. then we just started talking about how, like, I mean, people are facing these things and they're like, they're stuck in their own, like fear or, the unknown and it was just like let's give people just remind people that god is bigger and better Mm -hmm. and stronger and greater than your mountains yeah and so the way the song is framed up is it's like uh i won't be shaken i won't be moved because my god is faithful and his promises are true so i speak to the mountains it's time to move so it's like just Kind of a big uh, spiritual middle finger, yes. not an actual uh, bad one. But just like, uh, uh-huh. just, hey, devil, my God's bigger than you. Like, my yeah. dad's bigger than you type yeah. playground stuff. I think, uh, And they let me put a choir on it, which makes me happy. Yes. <laughs> I think that is like,
0: that is perfect. and That is perfect 2020. And to go back to what we were talking about before about failing and like being okay with failure. I mean, that song like says it perfectly of like saying like, okay, this sucks. Like this is terrible, but yeah. our God will redeem us. He is faithful. Yeah. Every and time. He's faithful. He is faithful. Every time. There's always, always hope. And because of that hope, we can say yeah. no big deal. Like, yeah, this is terrible in the moment. Yeah. And we can like be honest about that, but we know it's going to get better. It will get better. Yeah.
1: Hopefully, it gets better this year. Last year sucked. Yeah. (laughs) It may take
0: a long time, (laughs) but at least it's there. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so good. Yeah. Um, What? Okay. So, like, when you say, like, writing camp, just because I'm very interested in that, like, how does that kind of get started and how do people find out and, like, how does that work?
1: Well, typically, like, uh, this one was put together by Capital, Mm -hmm. who um, is my record label. And they also have like Passion and uh, Hillsong and uh, a lot of the big like main church things. So Jesus Culture, they work with my church. So um, they were like, hey, would you guys be willing to write with churches everywhere? So a lot of us that live in town or the Elevation guys came in, And we just wrote for church instead of writing for Christian radio or Christian audiences. But like, hey, what's going to work at your church? Let's try and make that song. So that's how that one worked. Capital put it together and people flew in from all over to Nashville. And we just went to people's houses and wrote once in the morning, once in the afternoon. And I think I got I got one song out of that. Sometimes you leave with a few. Sometimes you don't get any. I mean, it's... I mean, songwriting's not an exact... It's not a sport for science. You're not... It's, like, all just... Maybe it'll work. Who knows? Yeah.
0: How many... Like, how many songs did you reject?
1: Oh, gosh. I wrote so many songs this past year. Uh, Well, in the year before. We... My goal is always to write, like, upwards of 50, ideally 100, and then we keep 10 of them. Yeah. And it's not that the rest are bad songs. It's just that – um, it, well, back to the excellence thing. If you write every day or twice a week or whatever, mm-hmm. then at the end of that time, if you take the best of those, then that's a representation of real excellence. And – yeah. So, yeah, that's what and I call them orphan songs. I've got lots of songs that no one will ever hear. I call them orphan songs. And we're actually I just started this new thing where I'm trying to get songwriters to buy into the idea that what we do as worship leaders and worship songwriters needs to be anchored to the poor. So what if we figured out a way to use some of these orphan songs to actually help orphans? So I've been tossing that idea around and I would not be surprised if in a couple of years me and a bunch of your favorite worship people put out a song with uh, never released songs that are orphan songs and it just goes to get kids homes. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I think
1: it'll be cool. That's (laughs) so
0: cool. That is so cool. And that's, I think that's something in, in talking about like the excellence, and even going back to the best advice of not taking yourself too seriously, like you, you're just writing for the enjoyment and just letting God use, you know, use what it is. And now you've got this potential thing of all these, like, things <clears throat> that what you would define as like failure of like not, you know, it didn't make the cut. Now going into something that, is going to be changing lives in ways you would never have thought of when you created that in the first place. Yeah. Music. And that's one thing that I just, I can't relate to at all. I can I've never been able to like, <laughs> I don't know anything <laughs> about music. I can't hear it. I don't know. I'm like, it's my cousin is a, he was a songwriter for a while and he would, he would say, I'm like, I'm like the worst, the worst customer I'm, like, the person who, like, only likes pop. (laughs) Like, like whatever is, like, on the radio, whatever is, like, mainstream, like, that's what I'm into.
1: (laughs) Well, to be fair, that's me, too. And that's so weird. Nobody else gets it. Yeah. I'm always, like, to my kids, I'm, like, there's a reason why this music is more fun. Yeah, (laughs) It's, like, they picked... What's the most fun song to put on the radio? Uh-huh. And it was that one. So I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. What's the one with uh, Dua Lipa and Baby, the levitating? I love that song. I love song. that song. <laughs> you want me. He I want like you, baby. Me. My sugar you know. boo. I'm, <laughs> I'm <love> levitating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no
0: oh that's so i love it uh-huh I, yeah I, it makes me so happy I, at first
1: i was like and i love ariana grande oh. i think she's awesome totally i love all of them yeah
0: at first like i was like <laughs> oh well like i guess i'm not cool enough to like be into all this like any stuff now i'm like no shame i'm just into it like bring it yeah <laughs> if it's fun, no, if it's got like a good it. beat i'm into it
1: <laughs> lyrics whatever bring it <laughs> yeah who cares yeah
0: just make me dance
1: (laughs) that's real Uh,
0: man this has been yeah this has been an awesome conversation thank you so much for being on I'm so honored to have been the host this week I'm so glad for Sadie allowing me to do this so glad we could connect
1: I'm so happy we got to reconnect yeah this is fun we should hang out whenever you're in town or oh totally If I'm ever in your town, Uh (laughs) I'm gonna come to your camp someday. Good. Hey. I'm gonna do it. (laughs) Hey, next time
0: next time Sadie's off uh off of the podcast for a month, we'll get on and we'll have Woe That's Good John Luke Chris Part Two. Yes
1: (laughs) Yes. I'll help you co host. Yes. It'll be amazing.
0: Yeah, let's do it. We won't
1: get anything done. No.
0: But (laughs) we'll We're way past time already. (laughs) And we'll just keep going. (laughs) They're changing the values of the cameras. (laughs) and we're just amazing all right dude all right man (laughs) have a great day